Good morning. Welcome to the Sean Pittman Show, and I uh, hope you guys had a great week. Uh, I did. Of course, I say that um, hesitantly because I don't have time to share with y'all all I have to go through during the week with all the legislators in town. <laughs> there is a lot going on at the Capitol. I don't know if you're paying attention, uh, but there is a lot going on. I'm just going to leave it there. And because, uh, you know, as we roll out shows, we'll roll them out talking about one issue or the next issue. Uh, but it's that time of year in Tallahassee. And you know what? We we thought about dedicating some shows to kids, to our kids. And we're calling this series All About Kids. And the reason we're doing that is because there's just so many efforts out there doing things for kids, um, mentoring, um, help, helping them develop. Um, Lauren Book has a great organization that deals with kids that have had a troubled past growing up. And so you can find these organizations all over your community and you don't always know which ones to help because we can all agree that they all need help and there's so many of them we don't always know which one would be helpful for our kids or to come in to our schools or to file a bill to get resources for we just don't know so we wanted to start to educate our listeners on, on them one at a time and I have known about one in South Florida uh, that is done by the Crockett Foundation. And in Tallahassee, the Crockett name is a very familiar name. Uh, and I'm talking about Henry Crockett, y'all. And of course, when I talk about Crockett in general, I talk about uh, Zach as well. But today, I'm talking about Henry Crockett and the Crockett Foundation out of Broward County. Uh, and we want to talk about the things that they do as it relates to our kids. And so I asked Henry if he would call into the show. And, you know, this Florida State University uh, superstar, y'all may remember him uh, from the field, this NFL star, and now a community leader down in South Florida, Henry Crockett said, of course, I'll come on the show. So, y'all, welcome Henry Crockett to the show. Mr. Crockett, how you doing? Doing outstanding, Kashan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Man, was that, that was a hell of an introduction? Was that an okay introduction? Did I do all right? Man, that, man, that was a hell of an introduction. Man. You got <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, I will say I left some stuff out, right? I did because yeah. maybe the other things have come up during the show. Correct. But I do want to focus in on the work that you're doing uh, down there. And, and first of all, look, man, congratulations on all your success. Everything Thank that you, you touch kind of turns to gold. And... You know, I know you're from that Ely High School. Is that where you're from? Is it Ely or yeah. Eli? Well, it's Ely, Blanche Ely. Blanche okay, Ely High okay. School. It, and that's in Pompano, right? 
Yes. Okay. You know I'm getting it wrong on purpose because I'm. It's just a little. Because <laughs> I'm from the wrong. I'm from Riviera Beach, yeah. Suncoast High. We never liked y'all. We never liked y'all very much. <laughs> yeah, a lot of competition going on between Riviera and Pompano Beach, man. A lot of great sport. And well, a great competition. Absolutely, man. But hey, we miss you uh, uh, on the field here, man. You, you guys, you and your brother, man. Y'all were just outstanding for the Seminoles back at a time where where things were different. But 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 that's not this show, so I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, and I know you pray for them like I do, and I know you know we're, that that the Seminoles will be back and probably sooner than later. But let's talk about the Crockett Foundation. Tell us about your mission and, and, and what constitutes the majority of your work. Correct. All right. The mission of the Crockett Foundation is to build character, to develop leaders and improve communities one child at a time. And we do that through exposure um, because um, I believe the only difference between me and the, and the kids that grew up in my neighborhood, which I grew up in an extremely bad neighborhood in uh, Pompano Beach, Florida, was I was fortunate enough to be really good at football, and football took me a lot of places that the regular student didn't get the opportunity to go. It's all about exposure, you know, man. I was able to see farther than they could, and I said, and I and I always felt that that was the biggest determination between me and my other classmates. So when I um, and I always believe once you get once you get once you make it, it's important that you send that elevator back down to bring someone else up. And, and that's yeah. what the Crocker Foundation is all about. We all about creating exposure for these kids and trying to get them to understand that it's a lot more out there than just than just sports. Because at the, at the age that we serve currently, you know, the kids are always into the glamorous thing. They want to be the next NBA player or NFL player. But for me, my job is to expose them to all the different careers. You know, you might not all be able to be NBA players, NFL players, but you all could be attorneys. You all could be general contractors. You know, I mean, you all could be doctors and nurses and all these things. So it's my job to expose them to these different careers. And I know, Sean, you're into, you're into uh, politics and all these things, but because of the zip code, the, the kids that we serve, they're only exposed to certain careers. Right, right. And I take it at the Crocker Foundation, we believe it's our duty to expose these careers, these careers to these youth that they might not know that's available to them. And they might not, and, always, they, and they might not realize that they, they're a sweet spot, right? If they correct. are never exposed to it. Yep. And I and I and I, we find that a lot uh, with a lot of the kids once they get like even coding. We we have into coding at the Crocker Foundation. Once the kids get into coding, it's not always necessarily the top student. It's our low C students that are best coders. Wow. Uh, sometimes they just can speak that language. Wow. But if we don't expose them to it, they never know the gifts that they have. Wow. Let me ask you something, Henry, because I think, you know, a, a lot of our listeners may be thinking the same thing. There's so many organizations for our kids. And is it a preoccupation not duplicating other efforts or does that matter at all is it just that that we have so many kids with so many needs the more organizations the better am i on the right track there or not i i feel like it's a lot of service that are being duplicated and one because i feel like it's hard to be innovative and creative in the color outside the lines most organizations don't want to do that because it takes time and effort and it's easy to look at 
the big organizations like the Wise and Boys and Girls Club and, you know, the Urban Leagues and say, you know, we're going to focus on homework, reading and math because, you know, that's that trigger, the little trigger languages. It's the trigger words that gets everybody excited about reading, you know, because reading is fundamental. We've been told that since we was young, you know. So, but the problem that we're having is if a kid is can read but don't know what's out there, it's, it's all for naught. So our goal is, okay, let's carve out our own area and let's challenge, let's challenge ourselves and let's, just try, let's push the envelope and to do something that we feel is probably not, the, that's outside the norm, where expose these kids to different careers at an early age. Now granted, they might not realize the importance of it now, but once they get in high school and get to be a little more stable, then they can reach back to these careers. Oh yeah, I was introduced to that when I was in middle school, you know, and I was pretty good at it. I it'll think start, I might want to It'll start it. to make sense to them, right? It'll start to make sense to them. Yeah. And but the, the problem that we have, we want we want the microwave kids. We want we want things to make sense to the kids now. And if they're not and if they're not great at it, we just move on to the next thing. I always try to take the football approach, you know what I mean? Because that's what I know and, and been really good at it. When kids want to play football, they do everything in their power to make sure they're in the best position. They go to all the different camps. They go to all the different combines. They work out of the gym. But let's say we took that same approach with education or exposing these kids. Okay, you want to be a coder? We're going to pair you up with you know, different coding companies on Google and all these things because what you realize, it don't matter what field you in, there's a job for coding. If you want to be an electrician, let's, let's, let's pair you up make sure that you're doing everything that you possibly can to become an electrician. You get all your certifications to make sure that you can get paid the most, you know. So we always take that shotgun narrow approach and, and try to figure out who do you want to be and what do you want to do at an early age let's do our best to help them get there. So, so Henry, you, you said a lot. I mean, you, you, you just said that's a lot for folks to take in. And we know on this show how critical these issues are, but how do we convince folks that are listening, uh, to care about these children issues? How, how do we get them? How do we get them to care about it? And, 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 and is there an action for them? Well, for me, it's more the parents. You know, um, I always say we try to serve zero to 80, right? Because they all link together. We have to find a way to reel these parents into the lives that, that we're trying to get these kids to lead. And even with what we do, we do a lot of parent engagement. And so the parents can participate with the kids to get buy-in. Because what I found out early on, we can't do it alone. And then as for individuals that want to get involved, you know, it, it comes back to understanding that, man, you have to put back into the world just as much as you've taken out of it. we all been fortunate. we all been blessed in a, in a certain way. And if we got a certain skills that we can give back, I mean, we got to put that trampoline down there so and leave it for these kids to jump on so they can elevate to the next level. I kind of like and that. The, can I steal that? Cause you got it. <laughs> I kind of like that. You know, I always was shy from trampolines because I hurt myself on one, one time. You know, I don't know how you. I always had weak ankles. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, you will, if listeners, if you're just tuning in, we are talking to Henry Crockett, uh, former uh, FSU standout. 
um, and a, a definite definite standout in the NFL. And we appreciate him coming on the show to talk about his foundation. It's called the Crockett Foundation, and 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 our first show in this all about kids series. And Henry, you're coming. We, we mentioned football. You, you're coming from a football background, a national championship at Florida State, and a huge NFL star. How did you get into this incredibly important work for our children? And I know you have little kids, but you were I think Correct. you were doing this before you had little kids. Yeah. How did you get into this work? Well, I'm a product of my I'm, I'm a product of what I do. You know, um, I was fortunate. My father passed away when I was a junior in high school. And then I and I, I know you guys know Danny Cannell. We do. We remember him well. So Danny Cannell was the top offensive player in Broward County. I was the top defensive player. And we did a photo shoot just weeks before my father passed. So when my father passed, I had this 6'8 white guy start showing up to my practices, you know. And so I didn't realize who he was because at the photo shoot, he didn't talk much. He still don't talk much to this day. And it was Danny Cannell's dad. So Danny Cannell's dad started been standing in for my father. Wow. Anything that I needed... I hadn't passed the SAT. He paid for all my SAT courses. I've never eaten at a nice restaurant. He took me to Houston for the first time and got me to start living out my neighborhood. He introduced me to the art, golf, all these different things. He got me to start living outside my neighborhood. Wow. So everything, everything I'm doing is a product of what he did. He sent the elevator back down for me. Yep. So it's important for me to do the same thing because I asked him one day when I was getting ready to get drafted I said man you have four kids like wow why did you take on this added responsibility you know of me he said you know um, when I was going through medical school his dad was a mechanic they, they, he didn't come from um, uh, fortunate backgrounds and the mechanics got together and they sh- chipped in to make sure he had the best stethoscopes and all these things right so they, he was just paying it for it. And, and all I asked, he, all he asked of me was, when I get in the position to pay it for it, that I do it. Wow. And that's how, the, that's how the Cracker Foundation was born. Well, listen, man, I don't know Daddy Canal. I do know Danny Canal. And what you just told me makes me like Danny Canal better. <laughs> uh, you, and, it makes and me like Danny better, Danny. man. They, I mean, Danny, seriously. Thank you for sharing that. He, I mean, that's, he doesn't. Danny doesn't. And Danny doesn't talk about it much. Wow. So Danny, Danny used to. Danny's like my brother. Danny used to come pick me up in the hood. Only white boy driving in the hood and didn't care. Because at some point, I ain't want to bring him in the hood. I said, he's like, no, nah, man, I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to your. I'm gonna pick you up and drop you right in front of your house. So me and Danny like brothers. And. Danny and I wasn't even going to Florida State. Right. And, and Danny was but, the one that. Could, well, but so wow, that's a, that's a whole nother story. I mean, we gotta we gotta try to have you yeah. and Danny on the show at the same time. That would yeah. be that yeah. would be probably be uh, one of our most hilarious shows because I'm sure there's a lot yeah, y'all could share. Um, he spoke about it. On, he spoke about it on ESPN one day because we lived three and a half miles from each other, and it was two different worlds. That's amazing. That'd be a great thing. That'd be a great thing to both of them talk about. And and you know, and you talk about when you talk about that, there's a lot of stories like that. You know, there's a lot of stories of of people sharing their hoods, and it it elevating the each person, 
right? It, it, and Correct. and in your situation, it took a boy to a man, and it created something that is now given back to the Broward community. And 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 the Broward community, if you're on the internet and you're listening to this, you're you're fortunate to have the Crockett Foundation there uh, supporting our kids. But 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 Henry, how do how do we how do what you have done with the Crockett Foundation? in Broward County, um, how does you spread that? How does that spread to other communities in South Florida and, and, and across this state? So the thing that we're trying to do right now, because it's such a huge need, um, the, 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 the playing field is not level for the inner city youth or the, or the, uh, or the communities that we serve. And it's important that organizations like not just myself, but there's other smaller organizations that get involved in these schools because the schools can't they don't have the they don't have the infrastructure and they don't have the ability to do the things that we do. So it's important that they, that these different communities find organizations like the Crockett Foundation to come in and partner with that can work with them to make sure that whatever they're trying to do during the day that we are in line with, but at the same time we expose them to different things. We get we get the kids opportunity to color outside the line because the school board is a big a big organization and they don't have the ability to pivot. So when you bring in small organizations like the Cracker Foundation, we have the ability to do those type of things, and it gives balance to the kids, especially in this time right now. These kids sitting in front of a computer all day, and it's cool to be able to have people that they can talk to because we provide case management not just for the kids but for the families as well but to give the kids the opportunity to learn new things and not just be read this do this you know they have a the, the, the kids have a voice that's important that they have a say in what they do now granted when we find out what they want to do we add structure to it but to give them the ability to have a voice during these tough times give them the ability to step outside and do things that a little bit uncommon, a little different, but that's the world we live in today. So we well, have to prepare them for that. So, yeah, and so when I think about other communities, you know, um, Congresswoman Frederica Wilson has an organization, and I'm going to try to get her on the show eventually in this series uh, called Five Thousand Role Models. Um, I, I remember when it was Five Hundred Role Models. Yeah. <laughs> that's how old I am. Um, but uh, and she was able to get state funding to to put chapters in other places throughout the state. She's in that's when she was in the state legislature. She's in Congress right. now. I haven't followed it, but she may have models across the country now. Uh, is there a future for Crockett Foundation as I go back to my question of how do other communities benefit from the work that you're doing? Is there a, a is there a future for Crockett Foundation as it relates to to, to building resources and 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 growing franchises? Uh, yes, I mean for us, it's all about partnerships. We don't want to we don't want to keep what we learn to ourselves. So we're always looking to partner in different um, you know parts of the state, different parts of the county. And you know, it's a funny thing. Um, my classmate. Uh, he's from Pompano Beach now, uh, Corey Simon. Um, the governor uh, appointed him as vol- the executive director or CEO of Volunteer Florida. And that's one of the things that he's trying to do now, trying to connect the dots. So 
of the things like that we're doing across the state and in different parts of the county. But at the Crockett Foundation, we're always looking to partner because we believe that we can do so much more together than on our own. So uh, 100%, you know, it's, uh, we want to spread the word about you know, how, how can we get these kids to live outside of their community, that 25-mile radius. So, and and thank you for the time, man. I, I, last question, uh, and then I'm 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 gonna let you go. And I apologize that we we gone over a little bit, but as, as someone who's who focuses a lot of your life on children's issues, what do you think can be done on a policy level to help our young people succeed? Well, for me, it's more about exposing them to different careers. I think that we've gotten so um, locked into just being able to read and write and testing. And, you know, I think that we have to broaden our horizon and um, think more globally for our youth because it's important that I always learn sports teach you. You're not competing with the person sitting next to you. You're competing with China. You competing with kids in California, Spain, every, everywhere. And the SAT teaches that. It's the, the SAT, SAT, that's the first time that kids get to, get to compete on a national level. But we need to start getting them to understand that at an early age, not just when they take the SAT, ACT. You know, it's important that they understand that they're going to have to compete with people that don't look like them. And we got to find a way to level the playing field. We got to find a way to bring the grassroots um, mindset back into play. And there's a way to do that and do it with big picture. I think a lot of times we operate from, from so high up that we don't communicate to the people that we need to communicate to. But then we always trying to find a way. How do we get them involved? Well, you got to meet them where they're at. And I think that we need to start there. Well, that makes sense to me. And, and, and listen, man, I appreciate you taking this time. And one of the things we did mention is, you know, uh, you're an incredibly successful businessman in addition to your philanthropic work. Uh, I don't know how you balance the two aspect, those two aspects of your life, but um, I would imagine that it helps you with the end goal of uh, letting these kids see what you're talking right. about right they have to see it in you what you're talking about so congratulations on 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 all your successful business ventures as well and man i'd love to have you and danny come back on the show man i yeah I, we got a problem to make it happen i think you guys will be fun to talk to man and i <laughs> i just and i appreciate you sharing that story yeah. because i think it makes yeah. i think it makes a bigger statement about what we could do right. uh together our differences can be our strength and not our weakness and from what you're telling me about you and and danny canal and and what his dad did to to bring y'all together um is an example of that so we ought to do a show to to exemplify that listen man thank you and uh i look forward to uh talking some more about this but congratulations on the crockett foundation and you know what more than that man thank you Thank you, because I was one of those I was one of those kids, right, who needed a Crockett Foundation. And so it touches me to hear what the work that you're doing, because I know it's it's part of what I needed and and, and thousands of kids around me uh, in Riviera Beach. So so I applaud you, brother. 
And thank you, man. If I get if I, if I can give a shameless plug for my organization, man, uh, I got I got a great staff, man. It's, it's not me just doing it alone. I have an amazing uh, staff around me. And if you want to learn a little bit more information about the Crockett Foundation, you can go to www.crockettfoundation.org. That's www.crockettfoundation.org. And hey. I thank Sean for his time bringing me on up. Hey, guess what? That wasn't shameless. <laughs> hey, you must not have seen the show. I've watched all 11 seasons. All 11 seasons of shameless. And what you just did was not shameless, so I appreciate it. Listen, uh, listeners, thank you. Uh, Henry Crockett of the Crockett Foundation and a good friend of the show's, good friend of Tallahassee, and uh, all-around great guy. Um, stay with us. We'll be right back with the Pittman Point right after this. Listening to the Sean Pittman Show. It's time for Pittman's Point. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. And wow, y'all, I hope y'all like this All About Kids series. And what a great first episode uh, with Henry Crockett. Uh, look, his work, tireless advocacy on behalf of our children. Listen, you got to give two high fives to that. So, Henry, thank you for coming on the show and thank you for all you're doing for our kids. Now, guys, it's time for the Pittman Point. Now, when we talk about kids, we can all get behind a desire for our kids to succeed, right? Of course, sure, we can. We all want a brighter future for our young people because that means a brighter future for everyone. But I got to tell you, we need to start putting our efforts, our resources, and our time and attention into some of the schools right here at home, y'all, that need a little bit extra. Recently, a study came out that named a few of our local schools as underperforming. We've all got to rally around schools like those, y'all, and to help them get where, where they need to be. We know the leadership is in place here. Uh, Superintendent Hannah, school board member Daryl Jones, School board member Daryl Jones. I said it twice because when he, when I say his name on the show, he says I don't say it long enough or right. So maybe if I say it twice, it'll be better. So school board member Daryl Jones, Principal Common Connor, and many others across our district are fighting hard for our students, y'all. But they can't do it alone. If we have three elementary schools in Leon County that are underperforming, that's not just a problem for those neighborhoods. That's a problem for everyone, because when some of us struggle, oh, it means that the entire community isn't living up to its potential. So the Pittman point today is all our kids deserve a chance to succeed. It matters that our young people from Fort Braden to Southwood, from Woodville to Bannerman are all getting what they need in the classroom, getting the support they need at home and getting the encouragement they need from the community. When we are all doing better, we are all better. This has been the Sean Pittman Show. We'll see you in seven. This is the Sean Pittman Show.